Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. I am one half of your tag team. My name is Greg Mahashko. You can find me on Twitter at thehooch36. And coming in from sunny Southern California, he is my co-host on the West Coast. He is at Chad Smart because he is Chad Smart. Chad, another week, another time to look back at uh, our youth, our... I don't know. I don't know better days, but certainly younger days. How how are you? How have you been the last week? Uh, I've been busy. It's been it was a crazy week at work, and trying to uh, get out some podcasts and schedule some other podcasts and come up with topics for more podcasts and, and think about some other new podcasts that should probably be going, and also catching up on a lot of really bad films. So it's just been busy. Have you- oh, and by the way, let me just throw out real quick. Uh, this will be the little plug, even though they don't sponsor the show. Cats comes out on Blu-ray April 7th. Nobody from the, the Venn diagram of people who listen to this <laughs> podcast and people who are going to willingly watch Cats, not counting Chad Smart, there's no touching there. I am confident in saying that. Uh, all I'll say is uh, for the... Uh, Chad and Eric's fantastic podcast, which you can find over on the Positive Cynicism Podcast Network. We are scheduling for probably the week of uh, around April 21st. We will have a live reactions to cats. So be prepared for that. Is Mark that your gonna, calendars now. Is that going to be a, like a watch along? No, it'll probably be a, a uh, review after the fact. Okay. Okay. All right. I can't wait for Eric's take because – I have a feeling that he and I are, are aligned on this one. Um, so it's been a, a kind of a busy week for me as well. I don't, I haven't talked about this on the show, but I think I've told you about it that I'm in the market for a new line of work. And, uh, one of those options has me reading essentially a textbook, uh, about all types of stuff that I've never, you know, like I, I, I enjoy history. You know, obviously I enjoy reading and that's going to be one of the topics of, you know, or not one of, it's going to be the topic of today's uh, conversation. But uh, the the content of this textbook is stuff that I've never had an, I don't know, aptitude is the right word. Um, and as I'm reading it, it's about 180 pages that I need to read. I'm about 23 pages in and I've had the book for two weeks. You do the math. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that I'm not a good like book learner, like that's not, I, that must not have been the way that I retained information. I got decent grades. You know, I went to a uh, little, little, uh, you know, pat on my own back, but I went to college on an academic scholarship. Now, granted, I went to a community college and it was in Centralia, Illinois, but I still didn't have to pay anything. So I'll take it. But I, going back, you know, almost 20 years now, like, well, except in fact, exactly 20 years to when I was in high school, I, I just remember taking a lot of notes and not that I didn't read the book, but I used it more as a resource rather than, you know, like the the main go to. It it and it's just never been the way that I learned. So I'm I'm a little nervous because I'm gonna have to take an important test in the not too distant future, and uh, hopefully this class that I have coming up this Thursday, Friday, or as you're listening to this on Thursday, today and tomorrow, uh, you know, it is highly beneficial for the couple hundred dollars I had to pay for it. So we'll see. Well, we, we wish you good luck, but yeah, I agree with you that I, you know, I'm going back to my school days. I was not a good book learner myself. And 
I remember studying with friends and actually I, I am very bad at science. Science is my worst subject. And my freshman year of college, I took a intro to chemistry class because I'd taken chemistry my senior year in high school. And the guy that lived next door to me in the dorm was a chemical engineer major. And he had taken the same intro class with the same teacher, had all the old tests, which the teacher just reused and changed out the numbers and all the problems. And so he gave me those, those to study. And I think I made it out of the class with a D because I just <laughs> could not remember what numbers went where. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, all I can say is if you're looking for me to discover a cure for the coronavirus or cancer or any type of disease, keep looking because it's not going to happen. Well, let's get into this week's topic. And of course, last week was a Not My Demographic where we talked about Rock Dog, and you already have a movie selected for next week. Uh, but this week, you came at me with a topic that my inner self jumped for joy. Not my outer self. I'm too old and fat for that. But my inner self jumped for joy when you said comic books and, you know, the, the collecting of, getting into, etc. that aspect of comic books. I said, oh, I know a thing or two. I have a few of those. So, again, with our age difference, you say you were about 11 when, when you got into comic books? That's what I'm... I think so. I think my comic book days were like 85, 86, or maybe 84 to 86, somewhere around that time frame. I don't remember. Uh, you know, if I would have looked this up, I probably could have figured out when it was because the comic book that I collected was G.I. Joe. And I know I got into it around, I think, about the 20th issue. And I also don't know like where this was in regards to – collecting G.I. Joe figures and watching the G.I. Joe cartoon, which came first. And, but I, I collected from, I think episode or issue 20, roughly to about issue 75. Can I ask you, do you remember the cover of that first G.I. Joe that you recall? I don't know if it's the exact First issue, but I remember when I got into it, it was, they were doing a storyline about the origin of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Okay. And so I want to say it's an issue with uh, Snake Eyes's um, army profile from Vietnam. Okay. The only reason I ask is I, out of curiosity, I just Googled G.I. Joe comic number 20, and it was 1982, and it was. Uh, Someone looks like they're falling out of a plane. It says "Home is where the war is," covered by John Byrne, and uh, yeah, someone uh, is yeah falling to the ground in an unsafe, probably lack of parachuting way. So um, I don't know. I just thought it would. It, I remember, oddly enough, the the cover of the first comic that I ever read and and but we'll talk about that in a little so gi joe was okay, well I'll, I'll cut in here real quick so doing a quick google search comes up with uh episode or i keep saying episode it's issue, issue 26 snake eyes the origin and there's a picture of um i can't think of his name ranger guy and storm shadow without his mask and snake eyes with his face kind of shadowed 
And uh, that is issue 26 that came out in August of 84. I see it, yep. That's the and, one I'm and, going with. And the uh, the dossiers, for lack of a better term. Uh, on in, mm. Okay, so uh, awesome. So I, I see what you're seeing now. Um, yeah, interesting. And was, was G.I. Joe, was that the um, entirety of, of what you were collecting while you were collecting? Like you didn't branch out and get in and in capes and cowls, as they say? Uh, I did Daredevil as well, but I don't remember how many episodes, how many issues, or what <laughs> any any of those covers look like. Okay. Do you still have any of these GI Joes anywhere? So, so here's a sad story that's going to make you cringe and and weep. I've heard sad stories. When I went off, I'm already getting sad. <laughs> when I went when I went off to college, uh, my cousins kind of raided my room and took tapes and and video games and comic books while I was away at college. And then when I got them back, they were not in the best condition. And I had a friend in college who was a comic collector. And I was like, oh, I have all these G.I. Joes. And he's like, oh, I'd you know, be interested to see them. So I didn't read G.I. Joe. And so when I went home for a weekend, I grabbed them, brought them back. And they were like, you know, the covers are ripped off and they kind of mm. – um, crumpled and everything, and he just took one look, and, and I could just see his face, like the disappointment, the shame, that, it, yeah, it was it was sad. So, and I I don't know if I gave them to him. I don't have them now. I don't know what happened to them after, after that. So, my first comics, and, and I guess we we should also find out how did you acquire those early comics did you see them you know the the phrase or, or the item that's used now is spinner rack did you see them on a spinner rack or, or did you find them in a store how did you acquire them yeah yeah and this is where i think it's going to be interesting to see what your first comic book thought or experiences were like and especially compared to now is uh, you know as we said this was 84 so i would have been about 10 years old I was not aware of comic book stores in our local grocery store. They would have a magazine rack that had, you know, all your people magazines and national Enquirer and everything in the top, like eye level sites. And then at the bottom, just laying there were comic books. And, and I remember that that was around this time was when Superman was getting married to Lois Lane. And so you probably had Superman and probably there was some Batman and like I said, Daredevil and G. Joe just happened to be one of the comic books that was uh, was there. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm sure the cartoon would have been on at this point and I would have been collecting action figures. So I probably just gravitated towards G.I. Joe being a fan already of the IP. So, yeah, so G.I. Joe, the, like the real American hero, began in 85. So hmm. it had been, been close um, – Especially if at that time, you know, you're not entirely sure how long some of those, you know, comics have been sitting there. I mean, same going, but but as to the comic book store as it exists today, I don't think those were around in the early to mid '80s. Uh, you know, our our friend or my friend Brian or Tim from Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, might have a better idea. But I think most of them are going to be newsstands 
grocery store, spinner racks, you know, uh, little little places like that, little little town markets. If if you've got a few of those, um, my first comics, Chad. I'm glad you asked. Were Marvel, and they were gifts. Uh, the hand me down. I think they were. Well, I know. I I don't think I know they were my uncles. Uh, so my mom is is the second. How do I? How am I going to say it? So she's the uh, fourth out of five children, um, and I believe that these uh, were her younger brothers. So you know, my uncle who recent actually uh, shout out to him recently uh, retired as a uh, from a career as a in law enforcement and police chief. So good to him. Um, but I remember they just came to me one, and I think my mom handed them to me one morning. You know, it was a Saturday morning. She was getting ready to make breakfast, and you know the Saturday morning cartoons were on. And they just came in like a a small, not even like a full size paper grocery sack as we think of them today, but you know something that you could just put a few, you know, magazines or something in. And she just said, "Here you go." Oh, mom, what what are these? House probably eight, maybe at the time. And uh, she said, well, "You know, these were your uncles, and you thought you'd like them because <clears throat> my uncle had." A daughter didn't have a son, so I, you know, I was, you know, nearby or anyway. I don't know the reasoning. I don't care. I got comics, uh, so they're all Marvel, and it's cool because if you have the uh, Marvel Unlimited app, like I do, did I don't know. I haven't used it in a while. You can go back and you know, like I can find these, like the digital versions, and read the stories leading up to them. You know, read the the continuing stories as they go, but uh, like I have the first appearance of Mysterio in in the Amazing Spider Man uh, issue one forty two. You got me saying episode now. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have uh, the death of Captain America, but not as we know uh, uh, Steve Rogers. It was a, a stand in. Captain America. It, it's Captain America and the Falcon. It's also the return of Captain America in a sense from his nomad character. I have a Thor. Uh, I have uh, a Thing and Ghost Rider team up. I have the Fantastic Four uh, versus Daredevil. And unfortunately, what I did at some point being a child was I didn't take care of these. That's on me. Uh, so, you know, you got some stickers on them. You got some drawings on them. The spines, I mean, as far as from a, look, the best way I can explain it is you can tell that they were used, they were read. I mean, for the longest time, these six or eight comics were all that I had, so I just wore them out. Um, But, you know, there was a, a, you know, we have a Marvel movie coming out in the near future, uh, Shang-Chi, so I have an issue of Shang-Chi. I have uh, this one's more up your alley, and it's actually not even uh, a Marvel, but it's a it's the Fighting Army, and it's from Charlton Comics. And all I see is that it's in February, but I don't know the year, unfortunately. But it's military like war tales, you know, of um, from World War II, so it might actually predate some of these Marvel titles. Uh, but it's cool because you look back at all of these and you see the it, they've got the stamp for the comics code uh, authority on them, um, and so for a longest time that was that was the extent of my comics. And in fifth grade, 
uh, one of my classmates had a few comics that he was selling. So for I think like a buck a piece, I got a reprint of Amazing Fantasy number 15, which is the very first appearance of Spider-Man. It's about two-thirds of the comic, and then the last third is some extra tale they used to put into uh, books back in the day. And I also acquired... Okay. I want to jump in here real quick. Yes, please. You mentioned buying these for a dollar a piece. So what when you started collecting comics, what was the going rate for a book? Uh, honestly, when I started buying, because there was a big time that I wasn't buying comics. Um, probably 95, 96 would have been the last time I bought a comic until... Almost well until about 2007. So in when I bought, I'm glad you asked. When I bought a an X Men number one, it's um it's technically the title is Professor Xavier and the X Men, and it's the first spectacular issue, only 99 cents, and that was in November of, of it's got to be 96. I can't tell. Um. It might have been 95. It doesn't matter. That was 99 cents. When you fast forward to buying comics, when I started buying comics again, and a lot of these were back issues and things like that, but uh, it, let's see, there's 225 for one. That's uh, I, I bought again in 07, but it came out in uh, August of 04, so you're looking probably a little markup being a back issue, so it was probably closer to you know 275. Then you get into the comic event that got me back into comics. I'm jumping all over the place. I apologize. Uh, and that was the Blackest Night story from Detective Comics uh, centered around Green Lantern, my my number one guy. And that was $3.99 uh, for this particular one. And, you know, it was actually – it was a free comic book day drop that got me back in uh, to comics and, and you know, my love of Green Lantern which is, you know, anybody who listens to the Nerds United podcast knows all about that. But I don't want to, I don't know if these people, you know, these people, the listeners here want to hear that tale altogether. But uh, and I also don't know how much time. Yeah. We I, uh, yeah. I'm just curious because like when I started buying, I thought the going rate was 40 cents. Looking at this picture in the G.I. Joe archive, it appears issue 26 was 60 cents. And when I got out of collecting they had jumped up to a dollar and I was like, well, that's way too much. I am not going to be spending a dollar every month on a new comic book. So it, it's funny about that because, you know, I, I bought these, you know, a couple of, of books, each of them for a dollar off of my classmate. Uh, about that same time, I remember going to St. Louis uh, with my uh, sister and my grandparents. It was like a day off or a summer thing, and we went over to one. Of, I think it was when they were building at the time the Trans World Dome, where the St. Louis Rams and now the uh, St. Louis Battle Hawks play uh, in the XFL. And I think it was being built at that time. So think, you know, ninety four, ninety five, something like that. And I bought a few Superman books that were seventy five cents a piece, and that was still, you know, ninety. Let me see. I think it actually says. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, apparently I'm way off because these say they these say uh, 1988, but I'm I know I didn't get them that you know when I was that young. Um, 
But I remember having an afternoon off when I had, you know, got into back into radio in Salem, Illinois, uh, having an afternoon off and driving over to Belleville uh, to a comic shop that I knew was there. I, at the time, I didn't know about Twilight Comics in Swansea, Illinois. Um, but I just was there. I went up to the guy and said, hey, I've been out of comics for a while. Um, kind of a Green Lantern fan. Where would you send me, you know, to try to get back in? And he told me about some, you know, events that had happened. He said, these are, these would be some good places to start. And it was, uh, you know, Rebirth and, uh, uh, something, maybe Dawn, uh, Emerald Dawn, I think is what it was. Um, I don't think Rebirth, Emerald Dawn is what it was. Uh, and I bought three trade paperbacks, each probably eight to 12 issues. And spent about seventy five bucks, <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know, at, at twenty five years old, that was a pretty substantial. You know, that, that was a good starting point. Since then, man, I've uh, I gotta say, there there's a room in my house that I call the comic room because I'm trying to organize it. I've told Mike Luther, the co-host of the year over at Nerds United, I said, dude, some Saturday or Sunday, I'm just gonna feed you beer and pizza. And we're just going to come over and organize it, bag and board all the books that aren't already, get everything in, in order because it's a mess, dude. It's, you know, I'm I'm not the most organized person, but definitely with the comics, I want to keep everything in place. And, and it's tough with a four-year-old, you know, because I have to keep that room locked. I don't even think my son knows what's behind the door, um, which is kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's, you know, it, there's... I've also branched out, but you know, besides just Marvel and DC, I, I look at comics the way I look at, you know, uh, wrestling or podcast or movies or music. Say, look, you can always support the big makers. You know, you can always support the, the Marvels and the DCs, the WWEs, but they don't need your money near as much as like the aftershock comics or, um, stride pro wrestling, or, you know, there, there's there's another cheap plug for our friend Kevin Huntsberger. Mm. Or, uh, you know, they, they don't need, you know, I think WWE's putting out podcasts now. Uh, plenty of wrestlers, former wrestlers have podcasts, but they don't, they, they've got built-in audiences because of their name recognition. You know, like the, the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network that I started, you know, seven years ago is still trying to find its footing and grow because we don't have like a Stone Cold Steve Austin name behind us or a Kevin Smith behind us. Uh, so I think it's important. Are you to, saying the name Kevin Huntsberger isn't enough? It, it's enough in a particular, you know, part of the downstate Illinois region. Mm. But, uh, and that's not a knock on Kevin, uh, obviously, but, you know, that's where people know him. You know, and uh, uh, just like, you know, when I was selling cars, I had a lot of success in Salem, Illinois, because I spent six years on the radio in Salem. So it's like, oh, hey, aren't you? the? Yeah, I was. Now I'm doing this. I got, you know, mouths to feed. Come on, buy a car, you know. Um, but I think it's important to support independent podcasts for that same reason. And obviously, you know, we don't have it really any merch uh, anymore to speak of. But when someone shares, you know, uh, this episode with their friends say they're talking about comics or you know 
with Kevin, you know, when they're he's talking about Stride Pro Wrestling and a fundraiser that's coming up, you know, for a school and, and that gets shared around to more people. Well, that, you know, those downloads mean something. Uh, you know, we don't have advertisers, but those downloads mean something to us that maybe we can continue to build the brand and, you know, get to that next level at some point. But I, I look at that in the same way that I look like at comics. Like I, I told people a couple of weeks ago on Nerds United, I said, go see the Bloodshot movie. It doesn't matter if you're a big Vin Diesel fan or not. Go see it because the only way you're going to get more than just what you've gotten from Marvel and DC is to support the options that are given to you. Um, you know this from your political calamity podcast, Chad. It's, uh, it's a, it's a two party system. There's Marvel and there's DC and, uh, you you can't get more image, more valiant movies. Uh, even you know well, Hasbro's been doing okay, and they've gotten enough money behind them. But you you have to support these other options to continue to get more options. Like I joked four years ago when The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson said something on Twitter about uh, you know jumping into the political landscape in 2020 i said all, all i want you to do is you know run on a third party run run as a third party as an independent or something like that only reason is to get the number of votes necessary to facilitate having a third party on the debates uh on the debate scene the uh, debate stage if you will so we can blow up this two-party system i'm taking this conversation way further away from where we were going. And I apologize, especially as we're running out of time, Chad, I feel like I've talked the last 15 minutes. Please stop me. Well, yes, you have. And so I will, <laughs> I was going to bring this back to the comic book, uh, conversation and also tied in to wrestling as, uh, another, you know, hobby of mine and, and fandom. One of the things, you know, I've told you about Jakara wrestling. Yes. I don't know how much you've actually watched. Not enough. But in 2005, I think it was like between 2005 and 2007, all of the DVD covers for Chikara shows were based on uh, on comic book covers. And so you can do a Google search of Chikara cover 2006 or 2007, and uh, it'll come up with some side-by-side -side comparisons. And I remember one of them being a G.I. Joe, uh, the cover of issue 27 – was used. I, I've been trying to find which show it actually is because Chikara just comes up with wacky names for all of their shows, but I have not been able to, uh, to figure that one out. But I will uh, uh, just mention real quick, there's an amazing Spider-Man cover, which has like a Spider-Man with his back, and then I, I think it's Peter Parker walking towards the camera, kind of uh, uh, downtrodden he looks. And that was used for the uh, Chikara show where the kings of wrestling, Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero, uh, their team fell apart. But yeah, you can look up. I think that's one of the things that added to the awesomeness of Chikara in the mid 2000s was their use of, and the fact that they borrow a lot from comic books for their storytelling purposes. No, yeah, I see that. They have, uh, you know, a little parody covers of, of like some. Uh, Batman Superman team ups, which might actually be the Frank Miller, uh, oh, um, the, the Dark Knight Returns. Uh, they have some, uh, uh Teen Titans. They have, uh, Punisher Spider Man, uh, you know, parody. They, they've, 
done a good job. Oh, here's the Flash. That they've done a good job of catering to what I call the crossover audience that uh, enjoys both comic books and pro wrestling. And that's you know I've had that discussion almost every year. I feel like with Ken Murphy down at Cape Comic Con with their uh, you know Cape Wrestling. Uh, uh, that that they're putting on, of course, the big super show again in a, a couple of months. Um, but yeah, Chikara's one of the more you know fan friendly wrestling promotions out there. Uh, I would say so, based on my limited knowledge of uh, comic books and wrestling. But yeah, they they do cater to that niche audience, and they're also family friendly, which I would hope would make it easier to you know grow a fan base because. You can take your kids. It's a lot of fun, a lot of colorful characters and masks. And I think that's actually something that's kind of um, missing from current day Chikara is they, they've lost a lot of their stars that built up over the last 10 years. And now they have back in that rebuilding phase. They need to reboot and create a whole <laughs> new generation of stars. Is it a reboot or a remake, Chad? It's a reboot, remake, sequel, prequel which I, again, will give credit to Kevin Smith for actually pulling off all five incarnations in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, so yeah, uh, Chikara, I, it's definitely something that I need, I, I should watch more of, but I, I don't get really enough wrestling at all, uh, you know, in, in my repertoire for, uh, a combination of reasons. Um, but comic book wise, Chad, uh, with, I mean, you've been to comic Yeah, 20 seconds. I know I'm, I'm keeping track of it now. You've been to Comic Con a couple of times. Does it even still have a comic book focus anymore, or is it mass media and large? It's mass media. The comic books are pushed to the back room, and uh, you know it's the least populated area, so you can go there and just relax and have room to breathe. Shameful. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.